the mic about none of that, please, or we will remind you sternly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and other than that, if, if anybody wants to move forward to be closer so the lollygaggers uh, can sit more in the back, you can do so now. But other than that, oh, here, here comes some. Nice. Right on. Anyway, that, that's all for me. Thanks, guys. Happy Sunday. Are they ready back there? You guys see how Samuel cleaned that chair off out there? Did you notice that orange chair? It was all dirty before. But I thought that was the style. <laughs> you know, what do you call that when you go to a, a furniture store, you buy old furniture? You know, that's another word for it. I thought it was vintage. No one ever said anything about it. And so I thought it was the style. And Samuel cleaned it up, the Mexican car wash boy. And it looked like brand new. Like we found it in the alley. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. Um, you can get involved by going to our chat line on the YouTube channel. And James Hake will take your questions and comments. And good morning, y'all. Nice to be back in L.A. Uh, we had fun at the men's conference. It was amazing. And thank all of you for showing up. I absolutely appreciate it. I want to make a quick announcement, well, a couple announcements before we get into this. Number one is, I got this call from uh, the wife of John Williams this weekend, this Thursday or Friday. And John Williams uh, was a member of Bond for 30 years, if not 31 years. Uh, I think he'd been around ever since Bond started. And he was a good friend of Bond. He uh, he loved to protest whatever we needed. He was there. And she told me that John William expired on Wednesday, her husband. And uh, he had a heart attack. Uh, and they found him dead on the street or something like that. But so from all of us at Bond to Michelle, and John had a wife and two sons. And the sons were... They may be in their early teens now, I think. And uh, so we want to wish Michelle well. And whatever we can do to help Michelle, we're there for you. Uh, and they're like a young couple, too. They're not like old people. Old people are supposed to die. But young people are not supposed to aspire so soon. And so we really wish John William, may his soul rest in peace. And uh, Michelle, we wish you well. All right. John was a dedicated member to Bond, believe me. Good friend. He loved America. And he black. He was black. And he loved America. So we're going to miss John. Ed, did you know John Williams? I think I know. 
I didn't know him by his last name. Right. But there was a fellow, oh, pardon me. I, there was a fellow that was here fairly common. Yes. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so you, you, you remember him? I do, I do remember him. And yeah. He was a good dude. And he was always very open about hey. how difficult it is to, to forgive, to be aware. He was very open about that. Yeah. It's very important. He'd good always be dealing he with He was a good wife. example. Yeah, he really was. So I, uh, I was shocked to hear that he had a heart attack. Uh, apparently, she said he went down to the store, and it sounded like he just collapsed on the sidewalk there in front of the store. And when the people found him, he was already dead. So amazing. Did you want to say anything about John William Robert? You remember him, right? Some of the old timers remember John. I don't think the new one, the new people would know him. Okay. I remember John Williams way back in the early '90s when yeah. we started Bomb together. Yeah. He was uh, he was a man with a kind soul and a mighty man of valor. And uh, when I heard the news about it, I was deeply shocked and saddened that uh, he died so soon. And so sudden. Yeah. And uh, I basically want to extend my deepest condolences to Michelle and to her sons uh, from the bottom of my heart and wish them well. Uh, Thank you. Thanks, Robert. How about you, Irma? You remember John? Yeah. Um, John, he was just here about two months ago. Hadn't yeah. seen him in a while. Came to church. Uh, good, good guy. Um, we go to protest. John was a big guy, so we go to protest. So it was always good to take him because, you know, he's like uh, <laughs> he wasn't afraid to protest. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just feel for his uh, his kids and yeah, his wife. So may his soul rest in peace. And I was surprised that John was sixty-one years old. Though I thought he was younger. He seemed younger than that age, even though that is a, a young age. But uh. So, and most of the older generation that when I first started Bond would know about John, but the new people, I don't think they really know, knew him. So, may his soul rest in peace, all right? The other thing is I got a call from a, a lady who said that she had gone to church and she loaned money to somebody at church and they didn't pay her back and now she's disappointed with church and so I've said this before. Don't be loaning folks money. What the? Just because a person go to bond and they say the right thing and they may smile at me and look like they are right, that doesn't mean that they have a, the right agenda. Most, a lot of people go to church with hidden agendas and they pretend that they are there for the right reason. And so don't be loaning people money because I'm not responsible. I ain't going to pay you back. And I'm not taking responsibility for it. See, like people should have common sense. You're not supposed to loan people at church money. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we've had so many cases like that where there have been people coming to church and they will be pushing their little private businesses too. And they were right after church, they would go up to people and solicit their businesses. And the people have gotten involved with them and been disappointed later. And they're like, oh, I thought you were a good bond Christian. That's not, if you have any doubt, come to me, and I'll let you know. All right? But don't just associate anybody with bond just because 
they uh, show up at church and then you whining about your losses, you got to have some common sense. Uh, so there was a lady used to come. She had a, she was selling vitamins or something. And her only purpose was to sell vitamins, but she pretended to be a part of bar. And as, at the end of every service, she would go out and solicit people for her vitamins. And I finally had to tell her, that when the word got back to me, I finally had to tell her to back off. I don't think I've seen her since. So the, the businesses that I promote are the ones you hear about. You know, like Haik, uh, the Mexican boy, car wash Mexican boy, and others that I mentioned. Those are what I know are safe. If you have any doubt about anybody else's business or loaning them money, you can ask me and I'll let you know. Don't just assume. All right? What else? Oh, last but not least, when you have emergency going on in your life, I'm not an emergency doctor. I had this, uh, somebody called my office from another state, and they, and they said to Daniel, oh, I want to speak to Jesse right away. I have emergency, an emergency. And, uh, and I was busy. But Daniel buzzed my office and he said, there's a guy on the phone. He has an emergency. And I'm like, what is the emergency? He's like, I don't know. I said, take the number, I'll call him back. And so I took my little sweet time and let the emergency go past. <laughs> and then I finally called him back. He was like, Jesse, Jesse, I went to forgive my father, but he started arguing. What shall I do? I'm like, what the? And I said, I asked him, how old are you? And he said, 50. I said, 50? He's like, I know, Jesse, I'm a late bloomer. I stayed with mama for a long time. I'm like, man, don't be calling me up. I don't have time for this. You deal with it. Um, and I say that to say that you should never put in a human being before you. And I have to deal with life, too. There are so many issues I have to deal with in life. You don't hear me whining and running to somebody. God is my God, not another human being. So when you, do, uh, when you are dealing with things, just be still and allow yourself to go through it. It's not like you're dying. I want you to know the same God that I know from within. And I've never believed in having someone over me, especially men. Men are the head of the wise, but God is the head of man. And so I'm trying to point you back to that source that will guide you. And so the guy felt a little embarrassed. He's like, I know Jesse. I'm like, 50 years old. So y'all gotta, you gotta trust God yourself. I'm a human being too. I have to pray. I have to seek the Father. I have to watch how I deal with issues in life. And when you deal with them in stillness, you will overcome. And so if daddy is getting mad because you apologize for resenting him, let him get mad. That's not an emergency. All right? And blah, blah, blah. Anything else? I think that's it. So don't loan money to people at church. Don't get it. Don't buy their products. And just praise the Lord. <laughs> I know, huh? Amazing stuff. 
I want you to trust God. You can't be calling me. <laughs> anyway, what else? I think that's it. Amazing conference uh, this past weekend down in Orlando, Florida. Everybody and their daddy showed up, and I do appreciate it. And we had church on Sunday. Everybody and their daddy, their mama, and their kids showed up. Thank you for that as well. And also I appreciate the staff and the ladies who volunteered to put all that together and help with the signing in of the folks and all that. Thank you all so much. It was more than I would have imagined, had I imagined what it would be. So thank you all for that. I do appreciate it. Um, so any questions about anything? Good morning, y'all. I'm through bitching. <laughs> yeah, for now. <laughs> um, any questions about anything? Yes, sir. So one of the things I want to talk about um, is this notion of forgiveness. Yes. Um, one of the interesting things is how your brain, how my brain, messes with me letting me know that I don't need to forgive. You don't even realize what's going on. Right. So I can't tell you how many times I've sat in church and listened to you tell people, forgive your mama, forgive your dad, that sort of thing. And, I'm, and I am absolutely thinking, oh, come on, will you just, just forgive your parents? Hurry up. Come on, let's get going here. You right? say what now? I, I think impatiently that these people should be forgiving their parents. I've done that. I've done it. I'm, I'm great. You know, I'm okay. Well, it's... If if what I noticed about myself is I got stuck. I was stuck in a work situation. Yes. I was feeling really stuck. And if you're feeling stuck, perhaps this is good advice for some people here, there's something you're not forgiving. There's either a boss, a situation, a, a client situation, a, a financial deal. It, you, forgiveness has to go beyond. Of course, it starts with forgiving the parents. But right. it goes into everything you do. You can, you can sit there and be unforgiving for something. And guess what? That person, that thing, that event owns you for a while until you forgive it. Yeah. And, and it's, a very, it's a common thing, I think, among people to feel stuck at some point. You're stuck in some kind of situation. You don't know what to do. And your brain starts telling you what to do. And woe is me and all those sorts of things. So I just want to just reinforce the power of forgiveness in many things in life. It's not just the parents and all that. What I realize about forgiveness after all these years is that when you really realize that you have anger in your heart and anger is hatred and anger takes away your power to overcome anything, which is the power of God within you. It's not your power, but it's him inside of you. And that's why people, whenever we have anger, we can't overcome anything. You literally can't. And what I realize about forgiveness, because it is playing God and God cannot help you. You're just really suffering. But when you realize you're wrong for resenting that, especially your parents, because they all screwed up and they are our first example. And when you forgive them, God would change your heart just like that from hate to love. And it's the real love. And in that love, you can overcome anything. You gradually, it's like you start cleaning house, and one thing at a time, you will fall away from it because you naturally have the power to overcome. But when you, when you forgive your parents, you no longer have resentment before anyone because you see that 
it's a spiritual thing and that um, people who are doing you wrong, have done you wrong or whatever, they literally can't help it. And so whatever has happened and all that, it's gone now because it is impossible to resent. You cannot resent because your heart has changed. From, you've been born again of the Father. And so your heart changed from hate to love. And you just automatically live a life of forgiveness in the same way you should live a life of anger. You naturally live a life of forgiveness. And then eventually, you know, God said, my children shall know me by my voice. And that my voice is a quiet, still, voiceless voice, right? And what Satan does, his voice get further and further away from you. And now you're stone familiar with God's voice, the quiet voice. And if Satan does come with any kind of suggestion, right away you know it's him and you're able to let it go. You are convinced after a while that your thoughts are all lies. All thoughts are all lies all the time. There's no such thing as a true thought. And he will get involved with everything. Absolutely. No matter what happens, he pretends to be God because he wanna, he's trying to draw you back unto him to make you believe a lie again. Anger, anger feels so powerful. When, but yeah, it's so weak. But you don't realize it at the time. Right. And, and, and you do get, eventually you get stuck in it. It starts to own a, a chunk of your brain. And, and all of a sudden, there you are going, wait a minute. Obviously, there's somebody here I haven't forgiven. There's something that's happened in my life that I'm still stewing over 10 years later. Well, I mean, it happened. It's gone. It's over. Do you still have anger? I must. I, you know, I was thinking how cool I am. No. You thought you were cool? Yeah, I thought I was cool. I, it, it kept telling me how cool I am. And I realized... And you no, believed it. Yeah, yeah, of course I did. And I'd sit at my desk going, oh, man, i got to get through this problem. And suddenly I realized, okay, you can't get through it. And I had to admit to myself there were people, there were things in my life that I hadn't forgiven, not just my mom and dad. It was, and did you, over, did you forgive them? Oh, let me tell you something. It was fantastic. Now, I didn't go to them, right? right. I had gone to them. You just realized it. It was a job situation, but I realized it, and it was a weight off my shoulders. And then suddenly you start seeing alternatives open up to you like you never imagined. Yeah. All of a sudden you're going, oh, man, have I been blind? But it's, you know, you sit in church here and you go, yeah, yeah, come on, dude. Forgive your mom and dad. Go ahead. You You start thinking of yourself as being better than the rest. It's baloney. It's so amazing about, like, God love us and he owns everything. And he created everything for us. And it's amazing when you wake up, all of a sudden you can see the opportunities that are right in front of you. And you don't have to stress out. You don't have to worry because he's taking care. It's weird, too, because you can't see him taking care of you. But you just know because everything is fine. It's working out for you. Well, you call it a life of forgiveness. It is true. You live. It's truly, it's another life. It's a different life than the life of anger. Most people don't believe that you can live a perfect life. Right. And so they're suffering. Are you 100% convinced that all thoughts are lies? No. You're not? No, not And why not? Because I've lived my life with thoughts, by my mind. I'm (laughs) – I've got a lot of degrees (laughs) – Oh, you do? Oh, yeah, that's right. You have one of those... Uh, I got 98.6 of them, yeah. Exactly. Amazing. I got a lot of degrees. So so they've helped me. In you have way. one of those beat degree things. Like, I got help a me, I'm A or something, I, I right? got a big one, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. That's it? It tells me how big it is. Yeah. 
<laughs> Amazing. So, but it's it, the forgiveness one is a lot. It's lighter, it's clearer, it's faster. That that's the way to do things. The other, if you find yourself stuck and you're saying, "Oh my gosh, what do I do? What do I do?" There's something you haven't forgiven. So I've been knowing you for about thirty years too, right? Uh, no, but, uh, but how close. long have you been coming to bar? Um, it's probably twenty, but still a long Same time. Thing. Long time. Twenty and thirty. <laughs> no, what's the difference? probably twenty. Except when you got to do a donation, right? Yeah, twenty why, and thirty. So. Why, why after twenty years, why are you not convinced that all thoughts are lies? Because I don't quite get it on the whole thoughts are lies thing. I start understanding that it it it's, it's not quite there yet. I don't know why. Oh, okay. uh, because I've used thoughts to further whatever maybe anger I had. You know. I, you know, when you have a when you have a good mind, you use it, and it starts using you. Amazing. So you're not convinced after 20 years, right? What will it take to convince you? That I don't all? know. I hope it isn't too ta- too bad. <laughs> I what? hope it isn't too. I hope it isn't too awful a situation to convince me. What's that? I hope it's not yeah. much longer either. <laughs> hope it happens before they find me in the street. I'm telling you. But it's it's true. It does. You do see it. You start to see it. You start seeing forgiveness as a powerful tool. It really is. I, I hate to kind of put it in. It's such a way of life. It's like it's life itself. Just like anger is a way of life, forgiveness is a way of life. It's a That's whole dimension you that you don't see otherwise. So what? It's a whole dimension that you don't see. Right. It's the same street, darkness, the same cars, the same traffic light. You see them completely differently. Yeah. And I'm just starting to understand that. I thought I understood it. I didn't. I knew that there was a situation that I hadn't forgiven. It was a job situation. Right. And uh, I, I kept finding myself going over it and over it. I'm going, what are you doing here? I, I finally had to realize that about myself. Do you do the silent prayer? Yes. Oh, yes. Every day, every day, every day. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, good. You took it out of my mouth. I know. That's right. No, I know better. <laughs> oh, I know. Amazing. And by the way, it does make a difference. Yeah, it does. You miss it, and it, all of a sudden, life's just a little bit off-center. So, amazing. It's been good, though. Good. Yeah. Well, I would test the thoughts. You can test them. Like when they come, don't do what they say and see what happens. You know, I've got or a couple, do I've got what a couple they big say examples. And see how they mess you up. I've got a couple big examples of that. Yeah. Had I not done something, I'd have been better off. Yes. Yeah. I was talking to someone yesterday. I don't know if they want me to say their name or not. And we were talking about thoughts, right? And he was telling me that when he was a kid, he was so close to his mama that he used to imagine that his mother had died. And when he imagined that she had died, he would cry as though she died. And I'm like, well, I used to be the same way about my grandmother. I, when I moved to Indiana, I used to imagine my, what would be like my grandmother died. And so I would imagine that, and she died in my imagination, and I would cry. I'm like, why am I crying? She's really not dead. But in my imagination, she seemed to be dead. And I was like, wow, the mind will really give you a false reality because it'll create whatever circumstantial situation you need. And it does it fast. Yeah. Real fast. Can you imagine? I can think of her being dead, but she wasn't dead, and I would cry as though she did die. I've worked for some people I imagine dead. I was happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That's not right either. Uh-uh. <laughs> so anyway, thank you. You're welcome, man. But just 
Let them go. I you like know. the idea of testing it. Right on. It, it, you're not testing it by doing the opposite. You're not testing it by doing it more. You you're testing test it by them not, by doing, not it. doing what they're yeah, saying. Which is, which is not. Or you could test them by do, let's say. Or you could do it and then find out. Let's say your mind, the mind tell you, go and jump off the freeway in Santa Monica. Nothing gonna happen. So you could go and jump off the freeway and kill yourself. <laughs> and then you're like, wow, it lied to me. <laughs> in your last seconds on earth. Yeah. <laughs> no, or good. you can not test it, but you can test the spirit. Forgiveness a lot of times is not doing. It's not what? It's not doing. It, it, you, you don't have to go do something. No, it's, that's right. It's not doing. It's giving up. It's letting go. What I notice about being born of the Father, forgiveness is not like forgiveness. Because the word forgiveness don't really define what forgiveness is. It really doesn't. The word forgiveness give you the well. Let me ask her. Anybody here ever forgiven? Oh yeah. Have you forgiven? What is forgiveness to you? Not being angry. Not being angry. Not being angry. Not resenting. Yeah, like when I forgive my mom and my dad. And then, so what do you do when anger comes at times? I just laugh at it like you're a joke. <laughs> laugh at anger? Yeah. Oh, oh Lord, no. What do you think about when you, what do you think about still getting angry at times? I don't even really know if I do that. I feel like um, when it comes, I'm just like, I notice it now, you know. So, I don't know. Okay. Um, and so you have forgiven, right? Yes. Okay. Who, who else? Big Bump, you forgiven? And then I'll tell you. You forgiven Big Bump. Y'all know Big Bump? Yeah. Big Bump got a new song out, right? Yes. Don't you have a new rap song or something? Yes, you're right. I think Nick played it for me. You and TJ, I think. Right. And What's it called? Mellow produced it. And you too? You part of that song? Oh, everybody rapping and beat. Oh Lord. Okay. Have you forgiven? Yes. What is forgiveness to you? Um. To sum it up, to me is uh, just to be with God. To be with God. Yeah. And do you ever get angry? No. You never get angry? No. And what is that like? Peaceful. Uh, mind. Uh, it's like easy going. Do you ever get angry at your wife? No. She can't push you to anger? No. She Does tries, she, but... She tries? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you surprised that she can't push you to that? I mean... Yes and no. Yes, because in the past, I would have been pushed there, but knowing that um, that I'm walking with God, that I'm not surprised at all. Oh, okay. Do people doubt you when you say that you can live a life free from anger? 
I noticed that most people don't believe, even Christians don't believe, you can really live a, an angry, free life that is not a part of your nature. Right. No, most people, people, don't. people don't believe that. You're right. They, they think that you, even Christians, as, as I said, they still think you can be of God and have anger. Right. They think all, all people have anger. Yeah, I hear that often. From Christians, also, yeah. yeah. Even some people who do who who are doing the silent prayer, they still don't believe you can truly overcome anger. I hear that too. Which, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Right. But, I, but they, I hear that also. That's amazing. Yeah. Frankie, did you have your hand just a while back? I did. Okay. I um, forgot. Go ahead. Uh, Thank you, Bebo. Just about the trip, uh, it was just... Uh, about the what? About the trip to Orlando, the men's oh, okay. conference. It was yeah. powerful. It was uh, life-changing, just to hearing the the testimony. And it's not like what people think. Uh, um, I mean, it was absolutely powerful. A lot, I think a lot of people got saved, saved going. They got you know? saved? I do, because uh, they learn to forgive. You know, oh, yeah. they learn to let go. I mean, you had, you practically counseled with two, at least two hundred people personally. One thing that we did that we're not going to do next time. When I got the feedback from most of the people, they were like, it was, "The program itself was too long, too much entertainment, too much." They they came to communicate with me about their issues and stuff, like we do in the men's forums and things. And they wanted that more than all the the speakers and the, uh, all the other stuff. And so some people were disappointed about that. They come a long way to communicate, and they were saying, "We didn't get enough time with you. We wanted to. We had questions about things, so we're going to cut out all that, you know, all the other stuff, and just have dinner and go right into it." I mean, you you practically stayed another two three hours just. With each individual that stood in line, I don't know what they're talking right. about, but because they came stayed. to talk to me, yeah. but I didn't realize that. You know, I thought I don't know what I realized, but <laughs> I didn't realize that later they didn't want all the the speakers and the man, you know, the comedian and all that. They wanted to communicate, and we get it all the time here in L.A. So, but other people around the country don't. Well, lessons learned. You, that's yeah. why feedback is important. I love feedback. Uh, and the other thing. Uh, some people, I, I, so I would ask, how was the meeting? On one to ten, what would you give it? Some people said six. The highest number I've gotten is an eight. And I'm like, why? May I be honest? I'm like, yeah, be honest. We didn't. I didn't want all the entertainment. I came to communicate with you. I want. I have questions. I have things I want to deal with. Uh, Hold the mic closer. Yes, sir. Uh, so the other, um, the other topic, uh, you know, that it, that was. In so I told James I went to a high because the thing was really good to a low when I found out they were disappointed. <laughs> there, there always be people that are not happy, um, but uh, it was it was a nice change to go to see yeah. uh, how people are living, and it. It actually was life changing to me. I, 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 it's almost like I see differently now. So yeah, yeah. That no, was it was amazing. I still enjoyed it. Um, yes, sir. 
um, follow on where you were talking about forgiveness and, and belief. What, what I'm starting to see, and I would love your comment on, is that people that say they they believe but they don't take action have no belief. So this is when I, um, in the mainline Christian churches, they say, oh, I believe in Jesus. But you don't do anything he says, right? They don't, they're like, so it's like, how can you believe if you don't do, right? If you're, so it's like, you went just on a trip to Orlando. All the things you had to believe to go to Orlando, you believe the pilot was competent and the plane was going to work. I mean, no, I was scared. All the time? No, no. You were so scared. (laughs) (laughs) I'm playing. Right? I mean, you believed all those things you got on the plane. Without thinking about it, though. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but there's this idea of, like, okay, so I've forgiven intellectually, or I've forgiven in my heart. I mean, it's all baloney. I mean, it's just nothing. Uh, but that's what the mainline Christian churches, I I experience myself. It's like, I, I believe in Jesus. But I, if I don't do anything he actually talked about and said to do, I don't, I don't believe in him then. Right? And so, have you, for, you forgiven? Yes. And and you live that way now? I'm living better. Um, I'm definitely like I'm, I'm doing the silent prayer. I'm seeing my thoughts. I believe they're all lies. Um, I just I lived in my imagination for fifty years. Fifty years. Yeah. So it's just been these last two years that I've been starting to come out of that imagination and start to see. Um, so I don't have anger anymore, but I do get trapped in a thought every now and then. I'll start to like. Some, some emotional start to come, and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm in my head, or, you know, I'll just have to go calm down and realize that I'm in a, I got trapped in a thought, and I have to let it go. And uh, So you're not that. convinced that all thoughts are all lies all the time? No, I am. You I, are convinced of that? I am convinced of that. I actually see that now. Oh, okay. And I, it's helping me see how, that's how I see how trapped I was in my imagination for, oh. 50, for 50 years. All right. This young man right here wanted Tell me. And then Mary, did you lose your puppy or something? Why you look so sad? I'm looking sad. Yeah, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm going to come to you. I don't look sad. Eli. <laughs> no. <laughs> you lost in your thought? All lies. Uh, no. <laughs> Do you get angry at times? Yeah, sometimes. And what? Can you give me an example of what can cause you to get angry? Um, when me and my mom argue. You still argue with her? Yeah. And why? I don't know. Sometimes she just gets mad at me, and then we go back and forth. Oh, how old are you? 16. Oh, no wonder. Mm. And do you tell your father when you have to argue with Do you let your father know he need to go and check her? No. Why not? I don't know. You should let him know so he can correct her in front of you so you can learn how to correct. Uh, 16, you shouldn't have to deal with her by yourself. Is your father afraid of her too? No. Oh, yeah, let your father know. He understands now what's going on. So let him know when, when she is trying to argue with you. And don't argue with her. Okay. Because when you argue with her, she's sucking the life out of you. That's how women live. <laughs> That's why they'll kick the dog or the cat. They need life. Mm-hmm. And so when she's arguing with you, she's draining the life out of you. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. So next time she want to argue, just say, hey, look, 
I'm going to let my father know you're arguing, you're carrying on. I'm not going to argue with you. Okay. And, and I want you to speak up, but let the anger pass so you can overcome that. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. Why haven't you told your father about her? I do, just not all the time. Oh, I see. Okay. Are you doing the silent prayer? Yeah, I just started. You just started? Yeah. Yeah, make sure you stay with it. Okay. Because the world is nasty and cold and evil, and it's a mess out in the world today. And when you leave home, you want to be able to deal with the world. So it's best to start dealing with your parents in a perfect way, and that would cause you to deal with the world in a perfect way, especially being 16. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're like a Z person, right? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Z's are a little smarter than millennials, right, Chris? Uh, in, in some regards, maybe. Oh, it's bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to learn how to deal with your mother without being angry. Okay. You speak your mind, and if you want to argue, just look at her like she's crazy. <laughs> just look at her like this. Wow, look at her. That's what you're thinking. And then you smile about it, and she'll knock your head off. <laughs> because the last thing a woman would like is for you to smile while she's angry. Have you ever noticed that? You laughing at it? Why are you smiling? She needs to see you being angry so she can suck all the life out of you. Yeah. Will you remember that? Yeah. Okay. No. Any questions about anything? Um, so at my school, we wear a mask a lot. Yeah. But I like to take it off because they want us to wear it like seven hours straight no matter where that's horrible yeah so i was wondering if i like because i take it off a lot but in class i can't but is it fine if i just like take it off like as much as i can because i don't know if it was a it feels like the ego thing if i wasn't on camera i would tell you yes <laughs> i would take it off too. <laughs> but since i'm on camera i can't say yes mm -hmm. but if i wasn't on camera <laughs> I mean, ain't no way in the world I would sit up in a classroom all day long with a mask on. Yeah. They'll just have to keep me out of school. Really, it ain't that important anyway. <laughs> I'll just go get a job. Yeah. <laughs> Do they, does the teacher yell at you when you take it off? Um, yeah, they keep reminding me like every second. Yeah. It's also outside too. Like you have to wear it outside all the what time. What grade are you? I'm a senior now. Oh, at 16, you're in the 12th grade? Yeah. Nice. Um, can you wear it below your nose? Some classes, it's like on and off about them. Like I, my, uh, one of my classes, they keep telling me if I wear it on my nose. Other classes, they don't care. Can you finish school at home by comp that computer thing they do? Like I could, but I don't learn as much. Well, you're not going to learn anything anyway. <laughs> 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 at least you have peace of mind. Yeah. If, do what you want, but if you can do, unless you just want to play around with your friends at school and stuff like that. I would finish the rest of the year on that computer thing at home. Okay. You, it's the same thing. You're not you're going to learn the same thing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that way you don't have to wear that thing. What did your parents say when you asked them about it? Um, well, my dad doesn't want me to wear it, but my mom wants me to. But I don't wear it. Nice. I can't imagine myself sitting in there. I'm not in China. I'm a Chinese kind of. Don't the Japanese people wear them? 
I used to wonder why I would see Japanese people with masks on in the United States. Now I understand. Personally, I wouldn't do it, but it's between you and your parents. It's up to you. Okay. But I'll try to, if, I'll try to get away with not wearing it as much as possible. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. You play sports? Um, maybe. Maybe I will this year. Oh, I'm you might sure. do it this year? Yeah. Nice. Would, would you have to wear it while you're playing sports, too? Not that much. Oh, Not good. as much, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's crazy, huh? Yeah, it's crazy. Now, again, if I went on camera, I would say no. <laughs> but I can't say that on camera. Okay. All right? Yeah. Hint, hint. <laughs> good, man, but don't get angry. You'll be fine. Okay. All right? Yeah. Right on. You close to your father now? Oh, yeah, yeah. What's it like? It's, uh, it's fun, usually. Yeah. Yeah. We enjoy, like, the same thing a lot. Right on. Mm-hmm. Nice, man. All right, cool. Do what you want with the mask. Work it when they're not looking. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Oh, one last thing about it. Do, does the, uh, do the other kids tell on the other ones that don't wear it? Teacher, teacher, John doesn't have his mask on. No. Oh, good. They're not like that as much. No, but the, the people around the place, they'll, they'll tell you a lot. They'll follow you. Like the whole time until you get to that's what happened to me. And right. then they can't do anything, so they tell the security guards, and then he just says, "Put the mask on." So wow! I notice it's only the people who don't really have a job there. <laughs> <laughs> they just stand wow. around. What a mess! <laughs> yeah, that's real disgusting. <laughs> yes. Wow, man! I wish you well. The year go by fast too, so yeah, just have fun with it. Okay. Don't make it a big deal. All right. And if a kid, uh, let's say you have it off and some kid run and tell the teacher, when that kid is not looking, thump him behind the head. <laughs> you ever done that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm not encouraging violence. <laughs> I'm just encouraging thumping. <laughs> all right. All right. Man. I wish you well with that. All right. All right. Okay. So, Mary, what's wrong? I don't believe there's anything wrong. Why? Oh, okay. You just look that way today? Yeah. I'm just, oh, okay. Um, Did you hear about John? You came in late, so you no. didn't hear that John Williams expired. You John, know John? John and, Williams? Uh-huh. You mean Michelle Williams' husband? Yes. Ugh. No, I didn't, had not. Yeah, you were late. I, I announced it earlier when oh, we first started. Yeah. He had a heart attack. Michelle called me. Oh, that's So sad. you may want to call her. Yeah. I'll see if I can call her. All right. She usually never answers. Right. Michelle doesn't like to be bothered with people at all. No. So it's like, you know, you call and they never call you, so I just <laughs> quit calling. But what? no, I was just sitting thinking, you know, as listening to this, listening to that, about the forgiveness. And yes, forgiven, I've forgiven. And then you think about, for, for instance, like, like, well, it's not a holding on to, but when that person comes up or those people come up in your mind, in my mind, then I just realize I've forgiven them. But it's still, it's not like they go away. And in other words, the people don't go away. Meaning what? Well, I have a thought about that person from time to time. 
Oh, saying to remind your other person? Yes. And how do you deal with that? And then I just, well, I watch it and move, move on past it, but it's still like it comes, comes up. Are you absolutely convinced that all thoughts are lies? Oh, yes, because I, I, I notice that, like, uh, when I, you know, when I get out from work, all these thoughts come. You should this, you should that, you should this, you should that, you should the other. Yeah. And then I, I have to, so sometimes, most of the times, not all the time, but most of the times, I just go ahead and go home. Otherwise, I'm out doing this, doing that, wasting money for this, yeah. all over the place, just thinking about stuff. Amazing. And it's so it's it it and it, it, it kind of it, it can wear you down because you're like, oh, I don't have time for all this. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but I mean, I I still I'm enjoying myself and whatnot. But uh, and it's and it's kind of easier now. I don't get too caught up. I just do what is in front of me to do yeah. and. I feel happy. I I don't. I'm not disturbed about stuff. Um, the one of the, uh, when Ed mentioned forgiveness, forgiveness. The word doesn't describe what forgiveness really is. Especially if you're intellectual, you analyze it and you make it be something else. Forgiveness is a spirit. Well, anger is a spirit that's inside the body. And. It's that spirit that made a home in you that causes you to overreact and judge yourself and other people, uh, to live in your imagination. It's literally a, a spirit that's in you. And so when you truly forgive, what God does is take that spirit out of you. It's like surgery. You take it out of you. And so that way that spirit can't feed your mind and you can't feel it anymore where it will feed the mind and will give you feelings and it will make you think that it's you. And so when you forgive, it, matter of fact, it makes you play God by judging and having decisions and making decisions and all that, right? But when you, what happens is God will remove that spirit from you. And when he remove it from you, it's no longer an issue anymore. And so it's impossible to get angry ever again because you don't have that nature, that thing inside of you that would cause you to get angry, to think about tomorrow or yesterday or to worry about anything. It's just not there. So that's why it's impossible for someone to make you angry because if it's not there, how can they make you angry? So it's really a spirit that's been taken away from you and replaced with God's spirit, with a perfect spirit. And then I, does that make sense? <clears throat> it does. And then I noticed, like, for instance, you know, I, I'm I'm alone pretty much all the time. So now that I have don't have those kind of burdened uh, spirit, I notice little things. Like when I was a kid, I had like blacked out, blanked out everything because it was so so horrible. Yeah. So now little things bubble up like that happened in the past. I I don't know what what the purpose is, but I can now see, oh, that, this, oh, that, oh, that, oh, that's, you know, these, all these hurtful, yeah. har har horrible things. And you just let them pass when you yeah, see them. Right. right. So I just let them pass, but, but yeah. at least I, I, I see it and I 
can't. And the reason you see it because it's the light of God that allows you to see it. And that's all you need to do is oh, see okay. it. And he would take care of it. Yeah. Okay. It, you see what's going on, the light shining in the darkness. Um, do anybody understand what I mean by that? The spirit of anger is taken away. So that's why you never have to worry about it again. And I never heard anybody say that when you forgive, that the spirit is taken away from you. And he said that it's not you, but it's something that made a home in you. And that's what he means, the darkness. When you have that anger as a little kid, say, come through the mind and make a home in you. But when you grow up and forgive, that is taken away from you. Otherwise, you can't be a son of God or a daughter of God if that spirit is not taken away from you because the light and the darkness doesn't get along, so they both cannot live in you. Yeah. One has to go. Isn't that amazing? It is, ama- it is amazing because you can feel the, the difference. Right. You just feel like, oh, well, I don't. I don't care about things like I used to. Like, And you grow into that. Things that was important to you before are no longer important. Right. And you then just, you just let, and the thing gone. is, you let the people go. That's the big thing. You just let yeah. them go. It's like. Wish them well. Really, yeah, I wish you well, but I don't, I don't need you <laughs> to keep nagging me about this or that. It's yeah. like, Amazing. Yes, ma'am. So I was talking about this spirit, like getting possessed with spirits with my sister, because she's doing like a meditation, like a fasting meditation, whatever. And she was telling me that when she was doing it, like she was like doing kind of like a silent prayer. And in her own version, it wasn't a guided meditation. She just sit down with her feelings and separate her thoughts from herself, right? And that this dog, she she found a place where she can be, you know, alone. And then she, this dog came to her and began barking at her like crazy, right? Like barking, barking. And she felt bad. She was like, oh, my gosh, I feel bad. And the girl, that, the owner of the dog said, I, this dog never does that. So she went to another park, the same. Another dog barking like crazy at her, right? And she, thought, she, she told me, I feel like this is, the dogs are seeing my, my evil spirits getting out of my body or something, Right. Um, and I was like, well, I don't know about that 100%, but it most likely, like, I do believe that why we believe our th- thoughts, it's because we believe that whatever Satan says, we believe that it's us. Like, we mesh with it, you know? We become part, like, we become one with, with Satan when we, like, trust whatever he says instead of saying, now, what I do when I thoughts comes into my mind, instead of just saying like, "Oh, I'm just gonna let it pass," I have to say, "I have to say, get behind me, Satan!" Like I have to say that. You do. Yeah, I do. It doesn't work. Yeah, it works. Amazing. It works, and and it just it feels Same like, like a, yeah, okay, I'm behind you. <laughs> and it's like because it helps me. No, because it helps me to separate myself from my thoughts. You know, because what God, what Satan wants you to identify with whatever you're doing, you're, whatever he's telling you. And I, to me, it works to me. It really works. I know maybe with other people right. it's different. Right. But it, it helps me to separate myself through that devil entity that is trying to get inside of me, you know. And I felt like when Batsaida was telling me that, she felt the same. My sister, Batsaida is my sister. Um, so it was just amazing. You know what? My sister's name is Betsaida, because oh, okay. I said Betsaida. Okay. 
Um, and so I just realized that, and it was just amazing to me. Wow, this is crazy how how much how important it is to understand you're not your thoughts you're not the devil you're not that person that's why jesus said to peter get behind me satan he didn't say get behind me peter he said get behind me satan because he knew it was satan controlling peter in that verse that's so interesting to me chris want to tell me what he think about what you just said all thoughts are lies <laughs> about when she, when she says she say to Satan, "Get behind me, Satan." Um, I don't. I don't really have much much thought about that. Have you ever heard people say that before? <clears throat> yeah, I've, I've heard some people say things um, like "I I cast you out," or you know, they'll say some of these mantras. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm not particularly into any kind of mantra or anything like that. Yes. But, are you convinced that all thoughts are lies? Yes. Because uh as you were saying the the test the the test I mean it just if you if you do it I mean it's you get a feeling instantly. And once you have any any kind of feeling I just know like oh, okay, yep. Like the I'm I'm believing the I'm believing right. a thought or a thought is yeah. attempting to get me to go in some sort of way so the the testing that really uh that really does help because i think we've talked about it before james has probably mentioned it's one thing and i think uh you you brought it up it's one thing to i guess say that you know but the practice is two separate things it's like when you say that uh satan knows jesus um but he's still not, you know, a Christian in practice. Right. So it's one thing you say all thoughts are lies. And I say, yes, but if I'm, if I just agree with you, that's not the same thing as putting it into practice, right. like living that way. Yeah. There's a difference there. So when you live it, I guess when you're growing, you can then, you know, thoughts come, you know, you can do the silent prayer or whatever the thought is telling you, if it's not something heinous and like well you either do it or you don't and i mean for me again like as soon as i get some feeling like you know that that tight like tight feeling in your gut or just kind of you know you don't know the words to say something like that i'm like oh i must it must be the thoughts right um and so whenever anything like that happens i'm i I instantly am aware okay I want to do this, then I got to get to the biblical question. Hey, you want a little homegrown Christian that says, "Say, get behind me," right? Yeah. Do you ever, do you ever tell Say to get behind me? I don't know the last time I've tried that. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever done. But that. you know about it, all right? Yeah, I do know about it. And do you? Does it work? Have you ever said it? I don't think that I have. Oh. But I do know, like, it, the Bible does say, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Right. And does that mean, seek I don't know what, exactly what that means. Do oh, that. okay. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you a little homegrown, well, you're not homegrown, but a church going, turn talking. <laughs> You've heard people, the Christians saying, seek get behind me. 
uh, for the record, I'm not a homegrown Christian. But right. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I have I have heard it. And have you ever said that? Um, no. And why but not? I just it doesn't uh, doesn't cross my mind to say it. But I can see how it could be helpful because at least it will bring you to the moment or bring you back in the moment. So oh, I, I think if it does that for you, I think it's helpful. But so you've never, never said it. that? No. Oh, you want to tell me in private? No, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> At least not, not verbally. I may have, uh, you know, maybe thought it, but I've never verbally oh, said it. Oh, you thought thinking about me? Maybe. <laughs> have you? Maybe. Did it work? Um, like I said, it, it probably brought, it brings me back, it may bring me back may, to the moment. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Have you ever done that? Are you a Christian? You a Christian? Is this your first time here? Yes. Uh, it's my first time. Oh, okay. What's your name? Grace. Grace. Your grace is sufficient for me. Welcome, Grace. How did you find us? A friend brought me here. Your friend? Yeah. And had you have you heard any of the, the radio shows or anything? I heard a lot of your shows. And what do you think about them? Awesome. Oh, any questions about anything? No. And you are a Christian? Yes. Have you ever said to say, get behind me? Yes. You said it before? Yes. And what happened when you said it? It didn't work. It didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't work that way. (laughs) (laughs) And when it didn't work, what did you think? I'm not God. (laughs) (laughs) Any questions for me? No, thank you, Jesse. Uh, I'm glad you're here. Me too. I'm glad to be here. So you brought her, huh? The wall going up. That's, that's right. That's right. Have you ever said to say, get behind me? No, sir. You've never said it? No, sir. I but not. you heard it before, right? Uh, I've I heard it. I, yeah, I could say I could, I've heard it. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the black church. I'm sorry? In the black church. Yeah, especially yeah. in the black church. <laughs> Amazing. Frank, you had your hand about that? Okay. You said it before? Actually, uh, I was the person that was told that, so. <laughs> yeah. You did what now? Somebody said to me, get behind me, Satan, to me. I oh. couldn't believe it myself. Oh, Christian know, I, told you that? I could not believe it. Oh. It was embarrassing. It was, uh, you know, I felt very, very warm and embarrassed. Why? Uh, it was shocking, you know, when, when you hear that and you, you listen to it, uh, and you can either take it two ways. You can either accept it, accept it and uh, repent or, or uh, reject it. And so uh, I just took it for what it was. As you felt like Satan when she said it to you? I felt like myself. You don't have a feeling with Satan. Satan tricks you so well. You think it's you. But actually, it's something that's inside you. It has your exact voice. It's your mind thinking to you, your mind, and your so imagination. And so when somebody said to you, say, get behind me, you felt embarrassed. Yeah, and I, I, it caused me to look at myself and to see, you know, that's, that's, that's true. It's true what that person is saying. And oh, I'm okay. wrong for that. And, and you know... Uh, that's called, it's like a self-repentance. But you never use it yourself? No, it's not my language. Oh, okay. No. Um, 
you can do what you want with that, you know, because I know that I know that the Chris is like that. But um, of ourselves, we can do nothing and of ourselves, we know nothing. Right. And so we have the light of God within us, the love of God, and he can defeat all darkness. And that's why he shines the light so you can see, because Satan doesn't care about your words at all. He's not affected by them or anything. That's why you have to, I would recommend that you live from within so that you can see the light. The fact that you, like what Mary was saying, the fact that you can see those thoughts is all you need. Because the only reason that you can see them is that God is allowing you to see them. It means that you're not in the darkness, right? So the light is shining on the darkness and the light is destroying the darkness. We can't do anything about it. And so when the Christians have taught you to say, say, get behind me, right? It implies that you can do something, and you really can't. Satan can care less about your words, but Satan is afraid of the light. He hates the light. And so that's why he's always trying to get you to use these words and, and say all this stuff. Is this your first time here? Yes. And what's your name? Uh, Michael. Michael. How did you hear about us? Uh, my brother invited me. Oh, that's your brother? Yeah. Your real brother? Real. Like blood brother? Blood. Why y'all don't look alike? Oh, you look like an Indian and you look like... No, we got the same hair. The huh? Same hair. We got the same hair. White, black. Oh, yeah, yeah, the same hair. Kind of. Amazing. That's your black brother? Yeah. Was your father black or, or, or that? <laughs> that. Oh, yeah? And what's the mother? Really? Yeah. How come y'all look so different? I don't know. I think we look alike, but... Oh, you do? Yeah. All right. Amazing. Any questions about anything? Uh, yeah, it's just like the all, ch- all thoughts are lies. Like, what do you, I guess, what do you mean by that? Like, does that mean every thought or just every, every thought. wrong thought? I guess. Every thought. There's no such thing as a right thought. A right thought is a lie, too. And what it does, they build you up and see like it's right. And as soon as you believe into it, it'll let you down. And you're up and down because you're believing these lies of, Right thoughts and wrong thoughts. All thoughts are lies at all time. So, like, there's no true thoughts? No. So, bef- I guess I'm kind of confused, too, because, like, before that's spoken into words, like, the, th- the thought that all thoughts are lies, bef- when that's a thought, is that a lie? That's why when you hear let it go in one ear and out the other. Don't hold on to it. And the truth of it will be revealed to you. But see, we all have the Holy Spirit in us. We have God. We have uh, Christ, right? But And he's trying to wake you up by wanting your little things so he can bring you back to the light and guide you all the way. Some people won't pay attention to that. The seekers do. But he calls you to realize that all thoughts are alive because... He said that his voice is a quiet voice. Satan talked to you and God revealed to you. And so when you doubt every thought, you cannot help but believe the truth. Okay, that makes sense. No more sense. Have you ever had a true thought? Uh, I I think so. 
Like the thought that life is worth living. You thought like, that life is worth living? Yeah, like that thought has come to my mind. Why is life worth living? Because I think there's some good that we can do, some good that we can receive. You know, like it's just life can be good. Like that thought has come to my mind. I think it's true. Don't hold on to it. Just let it go, right? Let all thoughts go about all things because they will set you up. And when you doubt all thoughts by letting them go, you will see and know the truth. The only thing left is the truth. And you will see that. It will be shown to you. Have you overcome your anger? Um. Did your brother tell you about it? You've been here before, right? Yeah. Did your brother tell you you need to overcome anger? Yeah, I think he has before. Maybe, I forget. And you didn't believe him? Well, I believe him. I believe that you should. I believe it's wrong to be angry. And why is it wrong? Uh, because, well, the Bible says that anger does not bring about the righteousness that God desires. Yeah. So that's why I believe it's wrong. Are you a Christian? Yeah. Oh, and do you have anger? I would say sometimes I think I do get angry sometimes. So do you have anger? So yeah, not not festering always but but yeah, I think so. You have anger? Did your brother tell you that any male that has anger is a woman? <laughs> no, he hasn't told me that. <laughs> he didn't tell you that? No, I don't think, I don't think he did. How old are you? <clears throat> 23. Oh, okay. Any male that has anger is a girl. Why is that? Because the anger is the nature of the woman. He got that from his mother. When you were little kids, your mother imposed her will on you, and you got angry, and you became like her. Emotional, living in your head, up and down in thoughts and feelings and stuff like that. And it's not normal for a male to be that way. A man is logical, and he's sound in mind. He does things, common sense things. Did you know you were just like your mother? No, I don't think I, I, don't think I knew that. You didn't know that? Now no. that you think about it, you see you're just like her? Uh, it's not, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Then again, I don't think I'm. I think I see more resemblance with me and my dad. But your dad has anger too. Oh yeah. And so he's just like his mother. All girls in the house. <laughs> Is that what you call beta male? Yeah. Okay, I've heard that. I've heard that. And so you're a beta. <laughs> Do you want to overcome anger? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Are you dating? No. You never dated? No, I have, but I'm not now. Yeah. Um, you want to overcome anger, you have to forgive your mother for imposing her will on you. And forgive your father for not protecting you from her because... Your mother is his mother. You become, a, you become attracted to what you hate. 
And so every woman you get involved with is mama, and that's why you can't deal with them. They, can, they control you because you didn't overcome mama yet. What if I'm, what if I'm not angry at my parents? You, or like you, you I don't are, hold any? I'm sorry? I, what are like, I don't hold any resentment or bitterness toward them? Like, it's there, whether you're holding it or not. It's made a home of you, and the only way you're going to overcome it, God said, before you enter into the kingdom, you must forgive. So you have to go and forgive your mother for turning you away from your father and posing her will on you, and your father for not protecting you from her. And then you would never have to be bothered with anger again. So when you get married, you won't repeat the same thing. What? No, that sounds sounds good. You smoke pot? No. You don't smoke pot? Do your brother smoke? Uh, I don't think so. Oh. He stopped. You used to. No. But go and forgive your mother for impose her will on you and your father. Just say, hey, I'm sorry for resenting you. And God will forgive you. And you would never have to deal with that again. All right. Any questions about that? Any, any uh, disagreement with that? Yeah, then you won't be a beta male. Yeah, a certain degree. I'm sorry? I think I do have a certain degree of agreement on that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's, on, my, on my YouTube channel, there's the silent prayer video. I want you to start doing that so you can see real clear. Be still and know God. You do the hooping and hollering praying, right? What was that? Do you pray? Yeah. And how do you pray? Uh, I just pray with, I mean, mostly what's written in the Bible. Okay. So I want you to do your little prayer like that, and then be still and know God. Do the silent prayer so he can guide you, all right? All right. I'm glad you're here, man. Yeah, thank you. And see, at least you go home knowing you're a girl. Every time you get angry now, you're going to remember, well, I'm going to act like a girl. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Any questions? No, I think that's good. I think that's it. All right. I'm glad it, you're though. here. Yeah, I'm glad I'm here too. Okay. I want to get to the uh, biblical question. Anybody have any questions about anything else? You have a question? Okay. Um, I noticed that, um, like you said, all thoughts are lies, and they they are lies. I, I think the way the way I see it is just when you are like filled with God or Spirit, it's like your life just kind of flows, right? Um, and you just don't really have to think. And then when you do think about something, or you're like. Uh, you know, oh, my neighbor just came. Let me go run out and do something. Like those types of thoughts or those thoughts that you think are good, those are even a lie. Um, you know, because yeah. you could just run out and trip and hit your head and you're dead. But it, but if you're still or you just let God, you know, God flow, when you let God flow, it's like you walk outside, then the neighbor comes. You weren't even paying attention. And he looks at you and, and you look at him and you're like, oh, hey, you know, it's like that's how I feel. The thoughts are thoughts, 
God guides you through those other ways. Yeah. It's like another, a completely different way of, of you not even knowing in a way. Yeah. He's right. Say you give you little things that seem simple and fine to think about. You shouldn't even think about those things either. Let that pass as well. All things. So the biblical question, and I'll go to Hermes first here. Hermes, what is the difference between a secular intellectual and a Christian intellectual? There's no difference. There's no difference? Uh-uh. Why do you say that? Because they're the same. They're, okay. they're both separated from God. They're both uh, relying on their intellect to survive and to All make right. it. Hassan, I want to respond to it. Hassan, thanks for trying to entertain us the other night. <laughs> Did you ever perform? <laughs> Hassan was performing at the uh, men's conference. Uh, I don't think he ever performed, though. Did he perform? <laughs> he did? Who said he did? Oh, you, I must have been in the bathroom. <laughs> no, did you perform? Did you ever? <laughs> it was good. Amazing. You see how he performed under pressure? He did not crack. He did not run. He, he, he was, didn't crack because ain't nothing happened. No, I'm playing. <laughs> he dealt with it. That's what I liked. I watched him deal with it. He dealt it with it like a man. Oh, yeah. Man, I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. You started crying? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was Hassan was performing at the event where he was trying to perform. For some reason, all the young people think you perform, but I think I missed it. And the sound system went bad on him, and he was yelling, "Turn up the mic!" <laughs> and, and, and all that. But apparently, Francisco enjoyed all that. <laughs> it was what? Some. So you did perform, right? Well, like Yoda says. Do do or do not. There is no try. So I yeah. guess it's it's up to, yeah, yeah. It wasn't try. It was either I did or I didn't. It, but it depends who you ask, I guess. Oh, I think that you made a mistake when they turned the lights out. That no, that was the only correct because thing. there was a guy coming behind you playing the violin. Violin. Yeah. I thought he was chasing you. <laughs> Get behind me, saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, it was nice. Yeah. Um, um, what's the difference between a secular intellectual and a Christian intellectual? Uh, like Ermia said, I I was thinking about it all week. Right. Yeah. I, I same answer as Ermia. I don't think there's a difference because they are depending on themselves still and what they've acquired through knowledge and all this stuff and I think that's the whole concept of the tree of knowledge and stuff with Adam and Eve like not to eat from it because you'll be separated from God and you'll think that you are God so yeah I'm starting to think now all knowledge and all information except for on like sound equipment now I'm I'm getting (laughs) what went wrong well, I don't want to 
I don't want to say it because the person who I think sabotaged me is not here. And like oh, you, so you were sabotaged. Well, that's, that's what I believe. But uh, he's not here, and I spoke to him directly when he was trying to talk behind my back. So he know who Ooh. he is if he's listening. But I don't want to say it because he's not here. But the point is, uh, it's all like mess, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I know that. <laughs> but uh, uh, I know that. Yeah. But I do want to, I, I did feel like um, I'm thankful, first of all, and I do apologize for uh, making you think that I had never performed before. <laughs> and because and, uh, I was, I was like, uh, you know, I was kind of like, man, you know, like I got this whole movie I was doing for Jesse. And like, you know, the whole thing was to obviously you know, honor you and honor everything that you teach us all. So, and I agree. I think that's why I tried to make it so much about you because I'm like, the people want to see you and they want to hear you. So I was trying to reflect everything that, you know, you've taught me in this time through that presentation. But what I realized that I can tell that you're a good entertainer and I'm like, well, we're going to have to use you more at events because I think you would do a nice entertainment part of it. Because it reminds me of Kanye West kind of thing. You know what I mean? You got the whole thing going on. And so that's what makes it so interesting. So I can tell you have the talent. I appreciate it. Yeah, for and, sure. and I was trying to, at that point, salvage it by trying to turn it into some sort of comedy or entertainment just right. to keep it going right. but um but yeah so i just think that the knowledge yeah like ermia said i think that they're the same because they're depending on something that is separate from god how did you feel after it was all over with your entertainment stuff after it went the way it did what did you think afterward i felt amazing because oh god uh i've obviously had better shows but i've also believe it or not had worse shows and uh you know had some worse than that oh no <laughs> yeah let me tell you let me tell you but but what i but what I, I i did in the hotel room i did sit sit all night and was like man this was like a perfect example of like everything that jesse talked about and i felt sad because i was like i hope jesse didn't really think that i was like upset or getting angry i was trying to be funny yeah but the next morning at church someone came up to me similar to what francisco just said and was like you actually showed uh you know being assertive and doing this and all this stuff and he was like it was a perfect example of what jesse kind of this and that so it made me really happy just because i didn't want to let you down i I wasn't let down at all (laughs) no i was because i could take it Except for the one specific dude who sabotaged me, who I who I spoke to, but other than that, I felt only bad in that regard. So anyway, no, I didn't think nothing negative about it. I, I was still waiting to be entertained. So when I got back to L.A., I asked the staff, "Did, did Hassan ever entertain us? Did he did he perform?" I was like, "No, I saw the effort, man. It was nice." Thank you. Yeah, and I just, things go wrong sometimes, all right? So I saw it. Yeah, what's the difference between an intellectual, a secular intellectual, and a Christian one? So an intellectual puts his mind before God. 
and so there's no difference. Uh, oh, okay. The Christian may have words that sound different from the, the secular intellectual. He says God and Jesus and holy this and blessed that and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm so blessed, you know, that kind of stuff. But it's still an intellectual. You can't, you can't put your mind before God. Everybody tries. I do. Yes, Samuel. What's the difference? I think there is a difference. I think... Uh, an intellectual will... A secular intellectual. Oh, yes. My bad. Thank you. The secular intellectual will take morals out of the equation of for history, for example, as I'm learning more about history. More uh, secular, since they hate God, they hate what's good, they'll take out all the truth out of um, history. But... Christian intellectuals, and I think there are Christian intellectuals out there, they will say the truth regardless if it's bad about the person or good about the person. They'll be honest about them. So there is a difference. And I okay. and just to like get my point across, again, the difference is that the Christian intellectual will put um will be honest about history. Won't sugarcoat it and also won't delete anything out of the history. The Christian intellectual? Yeah. Oh, okay. And the secular will because they have an intent to lie and deceive about something. Okay. This young lady want to respond to it. What's the difference between a secular intellectual and a Christian intellectual? Nothing. It's the same? Yep. Have you thought about that before? Yes. Okay. And it's the same? Yep. All right. What do you say? Um, I say secular intellectuals believe in science, and Christian intellectuals believe in in a God, about believe in God. Whatever. Believe in what? In God. Believe in God? Yeah. Oh, okay. Or they try to. Interesting. Uh, this Christian right here want to respond to I see it all over you, man. <laughs> What's the difference between a secular intellectual and a Christian? Yeah, intellectual. Yeah, I agree. There's not a lot of difference. I I grew up in a church where it was all intellectual Christians, everybody, and they, they believe that knowledge saves you. And I thought that it did too, but I can see now that they both made something else their god, and they worship that. Okay. So there's no room for God okay. in their life. What do you say, Hake? James, hey, there's a difference between a secular intellectual and a Christian intellectual. Um, I would take a, I don't know exactly the difference. I kind of know the difference. I would take a Christian intellectual over a secular one because, like, a, not to be political, but a Ted Cruz or a Christian preacher who thumps the Bible and stuff, they... Like you've said before, it, they at least have something holding them back from going full-blown evil. Even though they still are evil, they're, it's not as extreme as the secular intellectual. Okay. They'll, like the secular intellectual will rationalize all kinds of evil, and the Christian one will too, but there's a little bit of containment there. Interesting. Yes, sir. You had your hand, right? Yeah. Okay. 
when I was listening to what Samuel said, it was that I, uh, it changed my mind a little bit, but it's still, but I was seeing it um, in the intellectual part. The intellectual part, um, it is different, but on the spiritual part, it's the same. That's how I see it. Because when I deal with secular and then I also deal with like Christian um, intellectuals, right. I, f- I feel the same type of spirit when I'm, t- when we're talking, like, Especially if they're like have a slight argument or something, and there's some disagreement, it the the same type of like anger towards like why why am I not getting it is the same type of spirit that I'm getting. But but on the intellectual, like yeah, they do they'll they'll say the truth no matter what, you know what I mean. But they still have the same type of like a lost spirit in a way. It's weird. Oh okay. Yeah. This young man, the black, want to refer to it. This is a very good question. It, but it's not a test, so relax. We're just fellowshipping. <laughs> Some of us are a little tired from the trip, but relax. Yes, All right? Yes, sir. <laughs> What's the difference between a secular intellectual and a Christian intellectual? Speaking from uh, experience, I feel like uh, there's a little bit of wickedness in the Christian intellectual because it's like uh, they're really blind, you know? And they just press it on you. And just believing in God a few years ago, I went through that whole journey and and I believed it. And now that <clears throat> I found a new way to look at it, taking a step back, it's when I hear them talk, it's, man, I feel, I feel bad for them. And I feel worse for the people they're preaching to compared to the intellectual that just want to I feel they're more like, uh, let's just get, let's just like, um, get through the day. You know, this is science. This is the way it's supposed to be. Just, just go. And I feel like uh, the Christians are, are pushing something that's, it's wrong. It's, it's the wrong way to look at God, you know? It's, yeah. I feel more souls are getting lost through in that way. So. Interesting. It sucks. Let me take here, there, and then here. Okay. What's the difference between a secular intellectual and a Christian intellectual? Um, might sound dumb, but uh, what does secular mean? I really uh, don't know. What it's is a non-Christian. Oh, so secular just means not Christian. Right. Okay. Like yeah. Of the world, right? Oh, of the world. Okay. Well, uh, I would just say, um, I mean, yeah, like a lot of people are saying, I mean, there's really kind of like no Like people difference. with degrees are secular. Oh, that's okay. So that'd be secular. Well, uh, I would just say, I mean, um, just they're they're kind of not so different. I mean, I think they're the same in a way. To where a Christian, that's an intellectual, they kind of impose. Well, they both impose on on people, and uh, I guess secular, they kind of come from a a stance where, well, like of the world. So they they're very fact fact-based and then like or they try to get scientific and then a christian gets moral but they both impose so i would i would think that's what makes them the same and not good because they both impose on people so all right right here and then here right yeah um yeah it's kind of like he said i feel like the christian intellectuals are a little worse than the secular intellectual because they because they come from like, or they try to 
like pose like they have the authority of God behind them and they judge you and they tell you you're going to hell and all that. The secular intellectual doesn't really believe in hell and doesn't really like talk to you like you're evil, you know, whereas the Christian intellectual will like totally kind of just try to tear you down. You know? Okay. That's, that's the way I see it. Yeah. All right. Right here in the mirror, you had a last word. We got to end this. So to me, it, the spirit is the same, but it, the Christian intellectuals are worse because I think you expect secular inter- intellects to be and say weird things and do bad things, right? But on Christian intellectuals, they use the word of God. And I think there's a verse in the Bible that says that whoever misled my people is going to be 10 times well it's going to be like worse for them right so they're playing christians they're doing all these things they're misleading people by the word of god because they misinterpreted it and they say no women can have power women can be this and all of that so i think they're worse and they because okay. you don't expect it they come out of nowhere and you're like whoa like i was manipulated all this time and that's worse to me okay the young man behind you had his hand What's the difference between a secular intellectual and a Christian intellectual? So, like what most people are saying, there is no difference. But um, what comes to mind is when Jesus was talking about, um, similar to what you say about when you let a man be over you, uh, he he just said um, something about, like, the blind will lead the blind to a ditch. And that's what I see the Christians as. They always... (sighs) I was at something yesterday. It was like a super Christian kind of thing, and um, and and yeah, like they all have this kind of language that they talk like and praise Jesus and my testimony. And uh, I remember the day I was saved, and uh, and I hope that you know Jesus too. And it's just all a bunch of blah blah blah. Like they they say to read the Bible, but when you ask them questions about the Bible, they can't answer it. Or you know, e- even Jesus has said too. Um, that there would be a time where people stand before him and they'll say, yeah, Jesus, I knew you. I cast out demons in your name and whatever. And he goes, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. You never knew me. And that's because they're using the intellect that they've gotten from Satan to try and interpret God and what he is. But you literally can't do that because it's not of God. They they just haven't learned to be still and and truly like, you know, be separated in the stillness to, okay. to really know God. All right. Yes, Mary. I did see your hand, right? Yes. Okay. Well, I, I, I see the secular intellectual as thinking that they know how to tell people what to do about general things. But the um, Christian, Christian intellectual, they, are, they, they think they have standards that meet what God would want. So they think they're helping you to get saved while they're not saved. Amazing. Yes. Just Kelly, you have the last word on this. I see it all over you. <laughs> the difference between a secular intellectual and a Christian intellectual. I agree with a lot of the others that it's it's pretty much the same, but uh, both of them would hate to hear that they were like the other one, right? Um, and they would think they're like the farthest from it, but they're very similar. <laughs> Amazing. The difference between us, just to add to what's already been said, 
and this young man almost brought it all the way home. A secular intellectual believe in science and a Christian intellectual believe in theology. Have you noticed that? Christians believe in theology. God was not, Christ was not about theology at all. He was about the spirit. And so a secular person isn't born of God. They're into the science. And a Christian just study God as well, but they don't know him. They have not been born of the spirit of God. So that, so they're about intellectual stuff. I mean, about theology, where it is secular about science. When you really think about it, you'll see that. They are heavily into theology. Same thing. But they have all this stuff going, but they have not been born of God. They have studied about him. They can repeat, repeat what they have studied, but they have not been born of the spirit of God. They are not about the spirit. And that's why they have no peace. They have no love. They have fear. They have doubt. They have worry. I, I listened to this uh, Christian radio say when this talk, here guy used to be on, but he's gone now. And these counseling Christians, they give out the same information that secular uh, people give out. We all have anxiety. We all have stress. We all have worries. And they tell you it's the same kind of information that the secular world give out. And there's no way that you could be born of the Spirit of God and have stress, overreact to stress, because stress is out here now. It's no longer on the inside. You can't have stress. You can't be depressed. You cannot have worry. It's impossible to worry. It's impossible to, to be suicidal when you're truly born of the Spirit of God. So one believe in science and the other one believe in theology. And it's bad. That's why you must be born of God. So I, I want to encourage you that you need to make sure you stay with the silent prayer. Doubt every thought, but you must go and forgive so you can be born of God. And he will start to reveal all things to you. Because unless he reveals it to you, you don't know what the truth is. No human being can make you see the truth. So do the silent prayer so you can take it one step at a time and just live your life. One day at a time, not going ahead, not wondering about tomorrow. you got to live in the present. And the Spirit of God will cause that to happen. All right? So stay with the silent prayer. Speak up, but don't resent. And live in the present. You'll be fine. All thoughts are all lies all the time. That's why he said bring every thought into captivity. They're all lies. They're not his voice. All right? And so make sure you do the silent prayer. Speak up, but don't resent. And it's these type of things that God wants you to think on. Give no thought about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, what other people think about you or don't think about you. Uh, all this mess that's going on, right? Take no thought to that, but see what's right. And you shall know the truth. It's mind-blowing. And, and all of you out there and here are smarter than me. I don't have a degree. I'm black. I'm slow. And if he allowed me to see, just think what he's going to do with you smart people. You know what I mean? So see, stay in the present with him. Enjoy your life. I have a fun life. My life is amazing. But I stay present with the Father. Even as a kid, I wanted to know what was it like to live a life on earth as the son of God. 
Because he said it could be done. And I have to tell you, it's amazing. But you must be born again. Unless you're truly born again, you're not going to be renewed. All right? So stay with the silent prayer. Um, and we, I want you to know we have counseling services, the best counseling service on this side of heaven. And we counsel with men and women around the world by Skype or phone, or you can come in, make an appointment and come in for counseling. Um, thank you for your support. It was an amazing trip down. I learned a lot from all the men's conference in Orlando, and I appreciate the feedback. I realized some stuff that I hadn't thought about before concerning the men's conference, so I appreciate it. And forgive Hassan, he can't help himself. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. No, it was nice. Good try. <laughs> uh, any other announcement, Hermes? And so thanks to the ladies of Bond who really went there and they helped out and to the people who participated and my staff who put it together. Irma did an amazing job putting all that together, so I definitely appreciate it. Um, so thank you for your support, folks. Check out the radio show tomorrow at 6 a.m. from 6 to 9, my show, and the Hake Report from 9 to 11 at uh, thehakereport.com. Thank you so much. Stay with the prayer. And you will change. Listen, you can't change your life. Only God can change it because it's a spirit. And only the spirit of God can change the spirit. All right. So just relax. Doubt every thought one step at a time. And you will see it's amazing. Don't overreact. You got to learn to be still instead of overreacting. In stillness, all things are made perfect. In overreaction, you're going to lose. You become weaker. Uh, and so, thank you for tuning in, folks. I do appreciate it. And thank you all for coming. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs>